You've tuned in to the Art of Money Saving podcast. This is the place where you can come on Wednesdays to hear inspiring financial stories from everyday normal people just like you and just like me. It's lovely to be back this Wednesday. I didn't expect to get a, wet, a Wednesday episode out until next Wednesday. So uh, I've been feeling a little bit under the weather and twiddling my thumbs. So what I thought, why not get a podcast out and give the people what they want. Apologies if my voice cuts out, but you'll know why. Now, Dave Ramsey. <laughs> you may have clicked on this episode because you've heard this word, Dave Ramsey. And I think this is going to make a really interesting conversation because when I've heard of Dave Ramsey, there was always a positivity towards his name and an equal amount of pessimism and reservations towards his his techniques. People saying that his $1,000 emergency fund is, is not substantial enough, that his approach to investing is, is incorrect. But most of all, his approach to debt. And there, there have always been very fierce criticism about this, that it's, it's too hardline. It's too straightforward and it doesn't allow for any flexibility at all, particularly the stance on credit cards. So what I wanted to discuss today and to to think about is, is Dave Ramsey correct? Because, well, we we think about his story and how he leveraged himself up, up to the eyeballs in real estate, I think just before he was 30 years old, and then he had to suddenly pay back those loans unexpectedly and he got into financial hardship. And that's where he discovered the the powers of, of debt and, and how that can go terribly wrong. From that point onwards, he was always very negative, very clear-minded that he didn't want any debt in his life at all. And Look, I discovered a video this week. I'm going to play a clip from it now just in a moment of Dave Ramsey from 19, let me get the year right, 1993, I want to say, 1995, sorry. And I'll leave the the link in the show notes for you to check out, but just for your imagination, imagine Dave Ramsey looking exactly the same, but with a little bit of hair. What's remarkable about this clip however, is you'll notice how much has changed from his financial plan, how much has changed on his mentality of of debt and, and financial giving and, and being generous. Have a listen. I don't walk around with a lot of cash, but I, I usually carry a couple hundred dollars. That's okay. You know, because I don't carry credit cards and I don't use my ATM. I don't use my debit card. It's not, you know, it's not like I'm rich or anything, but we've got a fully funded emergency fund. Our kids' college funds are funded, and we're debt-free. We run a pretty good-sized business debt-free, and it was not easy. Do you tithe on that business? Oh, you bet. Isn't that fascinating? And it, it ties in so wonderfully with last week's episode on the importance of having a financial plan and sticking to a financial plan. This is the, the perfect example Whilst we can hear how how different his voice is, so this this old clip you can hear that his voice is is higher, it's more more youthful, but the content of what he's saying is exactly the same, which surprised me. I, I must say, really surprised me. 
But this is why I wanted to do an episode on Dave Ramsey this week, was because I continue to see in the media, particularly with with real estate and mortgages, the the fear about the idea of of losing your your home, not being able to afford your mortgage, and it's a very very serious moment in in the UK economy. But I cast my mind back to one year ago, two year ago, when interest rates were at historic lows. And this was the always the criticism of, of Dave Ramsey, that there was no flexibility in his, in his plan to include debt. And of course, people were saying, well, if you can borrow money for a, a small amount of, 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 of interest, you know, at, at 0. 0.0 something or 1.1 something, then why wouldn't you leverage that debt? And mathematically, that absolutely makes sense. But I think now we've seen that the tide start to change. And when we're talking about debt and uh, unpredictable rates, this starts to unwind and we we start to see the other side of the, of the coin the the irrational human behavior the panic and i know that's something that that dave ramsey speaks about is the peace of mind that being debt free gives you you know you can sleep you can go to to sleep with a with a peaceful mind with a calm mind not feeling like you owe anyone anything and that when you pay off your home, you have paid it off. Now, I I find myself being quite torn personally. I can understand both points of view, and I I think Dave Ramsey's certainly got a got a great point on on debt. I like how he's so clear minded about that and and his financial plan. But I do listen to other folks saying, well, mathematically it doesn't make sense and stance on credit cards, so on, so on. But I want to dive more into this and to think because what are the what are the options now? People have started talking about shall I pay off my house? So I've only got a few more years left in the mortgage. Shall I just pay it off? Or should I buy a house in cash? And it, it's just absolutely crazy to me how in such a short time, things have, have fundamentally changed. And, and now we start to see actually, right, I can understand why uh, Dave Ramsey was talking about keeping your liabilities to a minimum having a 15-year mortgage to decrease those, those the exposure to potential high interest rates. I, I'm just totally shocked about that. And look, who who knows? Where are we going to be in, in three months' time, in, in six months' time, in a year's time? There's a lot of information out there, but I, I'm mostly interested in, in the behavior of, people and how people respond to these announcements and it's a sad state of affairs i was listening to martin lewis talk to someone on the radio yesterday and he just said they'd leverage themselves up to the maximum amount i think it was four hundred thousand pounds that their house was worth and he said to them well you know don't not consider downsizing 
that can be something that could be favorable to you and it, it it's it's just fascinating as someone that's not a not a homeowner looking at this from from the sides and being able to see Dave Ramsey's approach of yes being debt free having that 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 comfort in life but also being able to see how how people want to get on the housing ladder and they they want to make stuff happen in a, a market which is becoming increasingly competitive and the alternative in the UK is is renting right and we're seeing in London for example that renting has now gone in the same direction as buying a home where the best offer is being accepted and you can't even go and view an apartment anymore you have to put in your best offer often by seeing it online which just seems absolutely crazy to me but there we go so I want to do a quick whistle stop tour and, and talk about the the baby steps, which of course you'll you'll all know. But to to review these with a with a twenty twenty two lens lens on, because as we all know that that changes things some somewhat. So step one, baby step one is start an emergency fund. Well, after COVID, I think most people will will understand the importance of an emergency fund. And with the increased cost of gas and electricity, it's going to be important. Focus on your debts. So, would that be would that be a mortgage now? Would you be would you change to 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 baby baby steps two? Well, it says accept the house in the official baby step steps. If I can say that baby step steps, <laughs> but. With such high interest rates now, would that be considered friendly debt? I don't know. You tell me. Baby step number three is to save three to six months of expenses in a fully funded emergency fund. Baby step four, save for retirement. Baby step five, save for your children's university fund. Baby step step six, pay off your home early. Baby step seven, build wealth and give. So inevitably in the UK, the order seems a little bit strange, but I think we we get from baby step one to four, where we're paying off debt, saving for emergency funds and making sure we're investing for our retirement. And I personally think that most UK citizens would then at least move baby step six to the position of baby step five where you're wanting to pay off your home earlier rather than saving for your child's university funds that's an interesting point in itself isn't it how the student loan scheme has changed over the years so when i'm an old man you know so when i went to university it was very the, the kind of debt that we're talking about was very favorable to to have it was at a, a fixed rate with inflation so when i look at my i can't tell you the numbers but when i look at the the debt that i have it is very predictable and very steady and since then things have changed so it's the 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 interest is more aggressive and you you'll certainly accrue more i don't want to say penalties but it'll take you much longer to pay it off 
So the debt is is less favourable. That's what we're seeing in the mortgage market now, where we're going to be put under more pressure to to make those payments. So it's, it's costing us more money to borrow what we want to borrow to 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 live in a home. But with Dave Ramsey's expectations of a of a fifteen year mortgage. That's going to increase with it with increased interest rates and with a shorter borrowing term. How on earth are we going to make that happen? But when discussing housing and all of these types of things with with Arena, when we were thinking about buying a home, Dave Ramsey's words—they they really. I was genuinely torn. I did not know: do I leverage? Do I go with this? paid off as quickly as possible and Dave Ramsey's voice was always at the back of my my mind and I can I can see why now I can see why he said it and the message that keeps coming back to me is that when people have negative experiences of debt I've had a lot of interviewees that talk about their journey with with debt if you've been stung by it, you're very unlikely to to go down that path again. And I think that when we're talking about these these mortgage mortgage rates, every case is is individual, and it's easy to to make uh, broad generalizations of what people will experience. But everyone's circumstances are ultimately different. For buy-to-let landlords, the increased costs can be passed on to onto the tenants, arguably. But then the, the renting market becomes more expensive, and so it's it's a bit of a bit of a mess, isn't it? And I think in that mess we can all start to understand the the power in a paid-off home. I've never truly appreciated that, actually, the, the ability to, to say, these are my four walls, this is where I am, whatever happens in the world, I've got these these four walls to, to feel safe, to feel home, and... I think there's a huge amount of power in that and we're we're starting to just to see that. Speaking personally, it's it's difficult to predict what's going to happen and I wouldn't want to predict in terms of financial independence what I continue to to think about and learn from other people is the the ability to be flexible and the ability to house hack. And house hacking can can come in many different forms, but I I think that's something that that Arena and myself are are thinking about. Her family live in Europe. Cost of living is so much cheaper there, and we we start to wonder whether if just for a short period, maybe during maternity leave or something like that, if we can step away from the UK and, and uh, move near near her parents, then that's, that gives us the ability to, to save thousands of pounds a month in cost of living. The Coaching Conversation 2024. This podcast is 100% dedicated 
to leadership and leadership within the workplace coaching area. We work with companies throughout the world teaching leaders how to coach their employees. This podcast is dedicated to teaching specific strategies, frameworks, coaching models, and now artificial intelligence strategies to help leaders drive greater teamwork, collaboration, cooperation, greater attitudes, better motivation, coaching career development, just to name a few. I hope you'll check out our podcast. I don't know whether that's a a Dave Ramsey perspective or a financial independence perspective. But it's, it's a bit of both, and it's something that we're talking about a lot and, and thinking about a lot. But uncertainty is in the air. And as as demonstrated by this clip from 1995, well, things don't tend to change for Dave Ramsey. And I, ad- I really admire him for, for that. And there's also a very interesting interview that that Dave Ramsey does with Graham Stefan, who's an American personal finance YouTuber. And I I felt that this really helped open my eyes to some of the questions that I had about the the maths behind certain things and his, his decision between, or his ideals between behind certain decisions. So I'd really encourage you to go and, and watch that because they, they talk about debt and his, his stance on debt and the mistakes that he made and why he he chooses to he chooses to employ people that he wants to employ in the way that he does. It, it's it's very fascinating. I, I really enjoyed the conversation and it gave me a different level of of understanding and appreciation for everything that's that he has achieved. And let's be honest, like when you think about running an entire business, a business of that scale, completely debt-free, that is rare and massively impressive. So whatever you think of him, there's there's that to consider, for sure. So I'm going to wrap it up there, because I don't want to keep going over the, the points, but Dave Ramsey... I think he's got got something to say in a in a period like this, and I I was listening to him during the the COVID pandemic, and and, and it was helpful. So having a, a solid financial plan in times of of trouble, it, it's important, and there's going to be a lot of people thinking about whether they should remortgage, whether they should downsize, whether they should stay put. What how are they going to afford their their mortgage payments? I think we can learn a thing or two from Mr. Ramsey. So I'll start wrapping up the podcast in a few moments, but I want to do a bit of a throwback to episode number 10 because it's very topical. Episode number 10 was a conversation with Ollie and it was called Dave Ramsey in the UK, a British perspective on the baby steps. And I've just chopped up a few of the clips and it's really nice to me listening back to this. It's very nostalgic. And uh, again, it's a perfect example of how the baby steps haven't haven't changed it's changed since July, twenty twenty. I hope you enjoyed this clip. What, what was your previous life like? You were talking about credit cards, and was it like a very kind of lavish lifestyle, or were you just in a, a little bit of debt, and it was quite easy to to make the transition? Um, I definitely wouldn't say lavish. Um, I think I just I wasn't putting as much 
well, any thought into what I was doing with my money, really. So, I mean, the most lavish thing I think I bought was a £1,500 secondhand moped. Um, but I took out a loan for that. Sure. Which ended up being a big mistake because the moped ended up getting stolen off the front drive. And <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. I'd spent a lot of time and effort re spraying it a nice colour and it ended up two kids took it off the driveway and burnt it in the woods, which was a bit of a shame. No way. Oh. Yeah. I had a phone call from the police who said, we found some uh, some mechanical parts in the woods. Could you go and identify the remains? <laughs> oh, felt like a child oh, had gone missing or something. <laughs> yeah. So That's such an odd way to put it. It was, yeah. I was a bit taken aback, but it wasn't so much a lavish lifestyle, but I think I just, I wasn't putting any thought into it. So, for example, my last year of university, I took out a student loan and ended up buying a TV and a PlayStation with it. Right. You know, so right, I was right, right. I was just using money in a, a, a stupid way, to be honest. Mm, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I think maybe maybe <laughs> maybe my lifestyle was a little bit more fun before I learned about money management because now I I do think I do still buy things that I like, but I plan for it. Sure. You know, so it's not so. And frivolous. that's a big difference, isn't it? Yeah, oh, it is a big difference. And definitely. I think that's something I'm learning as well, is like being being or striving for financial independence isn't about taking all the fun away. You can still have those things that you, you like. It just means that you might not buy them like instantaneously. <laughs> you have to save yeah. up for them or whatever. Yeah. I think and, I think, you know, yeah, I've that- I've heard Dave Ramsey put it you know, this way where it's not necessarily you have to pick one thing over the other. You can do both. You've just got to do everything in its own good time so you know yeah I'd, and, and i'd like to replace my moped <laughs> i can't afford to do it yet but i know that sure. you know in a couple of years time i'll be able to with a little bit of intention yeah so do you find yourself following the baby steps now or do you kind of do a uk kind of version or do you just do you just have you come up with the system yourself or um i i really like the baby steps but i don't follow them to the latter so, for mm-hmm. example, I've still got my student loan. I haven't paid that off yet, but I've started yeah, building up here. more of an emergency fund. So, I've, you know, I've skipped over baby step two, <laughs> that sort of thing. Um, so, I don't yeah, think it, sure, I, sure. I don't think it's like gospel. Um, I'm sure it w- it would work if you worked it, but yeah, to me, it's more of a a nice way to think about money. Um, and then I've sort of developed my own system of just being more mindful about what I'm doing with it. I, d- I do budget. I don't I don't budget every month. I've got a standard budget because I know what's coming in and I know what's going out. Um, That's really good. Yeah, watch your budget video. You have your spreadsheet, didn't you? Right, yeah, and it stays the same every month unless I get like an increase in income and then I'll adjust the figures or if one of my bills goes up each month, you know, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But generally it yes, stays yeah. the same. Um, but yeah, I, I just, the, the main thing I get from Dave Ramsey is listening to other people's, situations mm. so and, and you've talked about it before in one of your videos that the, the income in america you see some of these people on you know three hundred thousand dollars a year it's crazy and, and they've it? got debts of five hundred thousand and it's just i can't i can't fathom that amount of money <laughs> no. i'd like to no <laughs> yeah it's hard to relate to it is it is because it's just it's so so different like the the income disparity is is really huge so Certainly, it makes me feel queasy when I think about people who have got a large amount of debt, and if something happens, it goes wrong. And I very, I tell you, I very nearly got into a 
a bad situation when I first started listening to Dave Ramsey. Um, and I think it came about because of the disparity between American and uh, UK incomes and debt, debt levels and things like that. Cause I was, yeah. I was hearing all these people on Dave's show saying I'm 50,000 pounds in debt. I'm, you know, a hundred thousand pounds in debt. And initially before I got a grip on everything, I sort of thought, well, can I afford to go into debt? Cause these people seem to be getting out of it quite easily. So should I just have a bit of a frivolous year and rack up a little bit of debt? Do you know right. what I mean? So oh, it's kind of like, yeah, could, sh yeah. should, you know, if, if these people are able to do it, is it worth me getting myself in that position? But fortunately mm. I, uh, I sort of <laughs> talked myself out of it. That would have been a big mistake if I'd done that. But I think it came from, like you yeah. said, here in the disparity between the American numbers and the, the UK numbers. Hope you enjoyed this episode. This is the art of money saving, the place where you can come. On Wednesdays, you hear inspiring financial stories from everyday normal people. Just like you and just like me. See you another Wednesday sometime soon. Ciao. The financial situation with mortgages is moving very quickly in the UK and therefore it's really important that you speak to a financial expert before making any large financial decisions, whether that's mortgage related or investing related. Please seek your own independent financial advice.